Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, bet online where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Everybody, we are here. The Garden Report. Josue Pavone. Ashrod Blakely at the Garden, uh, John Zanis, uh, Bobby Manning had two full glasses of wine tonight and wasn't able to make it. Tap out. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh that's man, don't put Bobby on blast like that. Yeah, two, <laughs> he's gonna jump. I'm what I'm trying. What I'm doing is I'm one. He's watching and I'm goading him into coming on. Um, <laughs> it's, the Pat- two, it's the Patrick Beverly tactic. You're not, you know, and two, and two the, the glass of wine thing is just, you know, you just throw that in there. He didn't mention anything about, yeah. you know, drinking too much. Wine. No, no, no. Just throwing it out there. You never know. Uh, drunk Jimmy could be out there too. Um, it's always possible. It's always possible, but we don't know. Um, but we do know that Celtics won tonight. This We also do know that this is our final show for the moment, sponsored by Legends. So we're going to give a shout out. We're all wearing the gear again tonight. Um, legends.com use the code garden 20 save 20% on your first order the it is up tomorrow that's it last last day last day this is it Sherrod just got his new gear uh, so Sherrod was just polishing off his uh, his uh, Romeo Langford piece which he just published which you should go check out on his full court press uh, what are we calling it a newsletter yeah Fullcourtpress.bulletin.com. Fullcourtpress.bulletin.com. Sherrod Blakely writing about his man, Romeo. He's the, the last man standing that owns any Romeo stock after I sold mine. I was, <laughs> I was the second to last man standing. Now it's just Sherrod. Sherrod has all of my stock. I've been negotiating, trying to buy some of it back. I will give you some Rob stock. 
Ah, that's tempting. Because Rob, Rob was actually really good tonight, too. He looked a lot more like the Rob Williams that we, we've known and love and expect to see out there. I thought both ends of the floor, he moved well. He was active. He was engaged. Uh, he did not look a step or two slow like he did in the first game. So maybe that was just one of those things. I thought a lot of the guys, actually, they looked a little bit more more just moving better. Pritchard, same well, thing. I thought he looked so much better. Al looked pretty bouncy. I'm not seeing it with Rob yet. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, it looked a little more like himself. I'm, I, still, I just need to see liftoff just once, and then I'll be fine. But I haven't yeah. seen it. He still looks like he's yeah, stuck with to the you, ground. John, but I, yeah. yeah, but I think I think you're more worried about things from the health standpoint, right? I, I don't think that's the no. case. I mean, for me, it's just this is, this is fatigue, right, Sherrod? You know, right, John? This is more – wait, what are you – are you saying he's out of shape as well? Or I thought you were more worried about if his, his balance has something to do with, you know, a, a nagging injury that's on deck or something. My Rob fear is that the weight wasn't good weight. He didn't really put in the work this offseason. And this is bad weight that he's got to lose and play himself into shape instead of the, oh the he, bad move the weight instead of he worked out I don't know that but it doesn't look like he's springy at all uh, people were yelling at me people yell at me on Twitter when I overdo it with Rob and they yell at me when I criticize him so I can't really find a middle ground here um, but I'm still a little I'm, I'm a little concerned I'm not seeing it some people thought he looked Sherrod thinks he looks okay. Um, you were there, Sherrod, so maybe you have it. He's gone. I lost him. He's, well, I don't know if he's mad. I'm well, back. You pissed him off. Look what you did. I'm you back. pissed him off. You started <laughs> I don't know. Sherrod, you were there. About Rob he's, not looking, he's not looking bouncy to me. I haven't seen him go up and over anybody. I haven't seen him sky for a block. He had a couple, but they're more kind of it's, like it's the – preseason fatigue. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's preseason fatigue. I just think that he's trying to figure out how the hell can he play a role in, in – this team and what did what do they need him to do? Because he can't be the same Rob that we we've seen in the past. He knows his game has to evolve, but what does that look like? I think he's still trying to process that right now. I, I think in the past, Rob has just simply played off of instincts and his ability to play, and that built up a certain muscle memory. Now he's trying to figure out what is the new muscle memory for Rob out there. Um, I'm not worried about him. I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not. Uh, okay, uh, I just think it's a combination uh, of fatigue, you know, preseason fatigue, trying to get your legs back, but I also think it's him getting used to that weight, you know, moving up and down the floor the way these guys have been going. You know, the the uh, high level offense that we saw, the the way they're passing the ball, the way guys are getting up and down the floor. I just think he's sort of just, I'm not gonna say out of shape, but he has to get used to that a bit. You know, I just think they're doing it more, uh, the more that we've seen last season in comparison to the half court set. That, that we saw more often last year. So I think he just has to get used to that as well. I mean, to your point, Sherrod, I, I do think there's a lot to get used to with Emei's system, but I don't think it's a matter of concern, at least not yet. I, I'm still waiting to see how he how he evolves here. And I also think that sometimes he was uh, – he sort of he, – maybe he forces himself to put the ball on the floor. He feels like he has to at certain, at certain points of the game. I like to see him sort of try that part out of his game. This is mm -hmm. the time to do it during the preseason. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to look a little ugly, especially in the second preseason game, but – you know, I'm not quite ready to say I'm concerned yet. The way the way John was in the in the very first quarter of the very first preseason game, I think I, it was the very first couple of minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Right, John, you were sending yeah, off that text message. I, I got, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you were waiting for the first alley oop, and once you saw that he came up flat, that the tires didn't look well. Exactly, you, yeah, you, he you looks like he's jumping. That, that it looks like a flat tire. It looks like he's not getting the spring. Like he's jumping dead. You know, like off of. It's really weird. Um, I again that maybe that's me. I let's. I'm not gonna make. I can't make every show about Rob. So I, I want to move on to. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's maybe maybe it's just me. Uh, it's my concern. Uh. And and that's it. But let's get to the guy. Let's get to the man because I think this is this was the Romeo game. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. It's, we saw yeah. a glimpse in the first game on a couple of catch and shoot threes, and we're like, oh, oh, that looked pretty good. And <laughs> why he is stroking it? It's look when it goes in, it's great. You'd like to say you wouldn't necessarily judge it all with makes and misses. It just looks confident. He's catching and shooting in rhythm like a guy who does this for a living, you know? And, like, this is literally all you're looking for to turn Romeo into a legit 3 and D NBA big man. I mean, an NBA wing coming off the bench. Oh, my God. Like, this would be a godsend for this team if this was anywhere close to what you would expect from Romeo during the year. Yeah, you don't expect him to necessarily shoot the ball as well as he did tonight, but you do like the fact that, as you pointed out, John, he's shooting it with extreme confidence. There's no hesitation. He doesn't seem like he's confused on what the hell he should do or should not do. He's just, he looks like a guy who finally figured out that if I just keep this game simple as hell, catch the ball wide open, take a shot, defend my ass off because that's going to get me on the floor, knock down open shots because Tatum, Brown, those guys, their presence is going to create that for me. Keep it really, really simple. And, I, and again, I think that was, that's what he has to do. And it sounds simple to do, but when you've got so many things running through your head, uh, it's easy to kind of let that just create this, this mental convoluted sense of what you need to do. I go back to Avery Bradley. To me, that's the blueprint for yep. as far as how do it you It took Avery a few years to get it did. comfy. Yeah. Right. But once it happens, yeah, it's just like, okay, you – yeah, you just have a role to play and just play that role. Keep it simple, and you'll get your 10, 15 minutes a game. For Avery, it was so simple, too. Yeah, he's he got to get comfortable out there. He found his spot in that corner three, yep. and he was running baseline for a bunch of easy buckets. And then yep. he played his customary defense. That's it. Yeah. He became and, an extremely valuable pro. Right, and people forget about that first game against Orlando. where they, they We talk about the big three that, that Romeo hit, but people forget about he had to steal. That led to the three. It was him that got the steal, kicked it to his point guard, got it back, knocked down a three. That was maybe the best 15, 20 second sequence of Romeo's career as a Celtic. Uh, yeah. Because that's literally what you want him to do yeah. impact the game at both ends of the floor, which, which he did. That's, yeah, I, just think I love tough. my stock right now. Damn, I love ah, my stock. Man. I just, yeah, but he's got he's to keep doing it. He's got to find consistency. I know. And I, I think I know. the only way that happens is if he, he finds a way to, to, to be comfortable out there. And only Romeo can figure that out, right? He's got to find a way to stay confident and, and stay comfortable. And, and through plenty of reps, we're hoping that's the case. But we're also knocking on wood here, hoping that it's not going to be another injury at some point down the road. I mean, that's always a concern. Too. But, yeah, he impressed me a lot tonight, for sure. A couple things, too. You know, as we said – the confidence with which he's stroking it is fine, simplifying things, finding your niche, all of that stuff. But compare this version of Romeo, and again, these games don't count. It's preseason, but it's preseason against NBA competition, and it looks like he's taking it far more seriously than he took anything at Vegas League, where he was like, I'm not, you know, I'm." it looked like a guy who got called into work on his off day, you know? He's like, I'll punch the clock, and I'll do my duty, but I do not want to be here, you know? I and think- that was the vibe. The vibe well, I got at, at, at Vegas, 
Um, and then here he looks totally like, yep, let's do this, you know, which is great. Part, right. I think part of that, John, is the fact that Romeo kind of knows the same thing that we do. And that is th those bums that you're balling with in, in Vegas. You ain't got to worry about them when you get to the, when you get to training camp because they're not going to be around. You're going to you're going to be dealing with guys that were so much better. And it's like, why am I exerting all this damn energy and talent against these bums, these busters? When I know I got to deal with freaking Marcus Smart and, and Josh Richardson and guys who can actually make me better that I actually have to play better against, practice better against so I can get minutes on the floor. I, I think, I mean, I, I think Romeo just figured out, look, I, I have to figure out how to make an impression when it matters most. And that's training camp. So, and with Jalen Brown, you're probably going to be out for the rest of the preseason. That means Romeo's probably going to get another couple cracks to start. Uh, and that, to me, that can only help him and the Celtics. Well, let's 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 circle through here because it is interesting. Um, you know, uh, just Ime's uh, definitely mixing things up here um, mm -hmm. with what we saw. I mean, the Jalen Brown thing, and we are going to talk a little bit about Jalen Brown um, in a little bit. But uh, just as far as this game goes, uh, in 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 game one, you saw what you expected to be your four core starters, which was mm -hmm. Marcus Robb, the Jays, and he tried Wancho. Okay. Whatever. That didn't seem like it was necessarily a thing. But I've seen some people hint at, you know, trying. Who knows? We'll see how it works with that kind of combo. Uh, tonight they started, uh, they went double big. Everyone hates it. Everyone is like the, you know, uh, a taboo slogan in, in this town. But they went with it with Rob and Al. Uh, and it actually worked pretty well. Uh, and uh, we're not even getting into just how good Al looked individually. They, they even tried Al and Ennis at one point. In time, that was kind of a quick. They yeah. swapped out. They swapped out Ennis for Rob pretty quickly. Um, the, the double big lineup scares me for a couple of reasons. It's not because it can't work on the floor starting because we saw it tonight. It's actually because it almost kind of guarantees Ennis and Grant minutes. And Grant also looked pretty good tonight too. He looked really but good. But despite the fact that he looked good, he's a minus nine, you know, in his time, which isn't everything. But there are limitations <clears throat> when you have Grant as your center. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in the Ennis minutes, we've always talked about how terrifying those could be. So y your guys thoughts on how on this double big lineup, because this is definitely one of the nominees, you know, it's in contention for an opening yeah. night lineup, right? It, it, it is, but I, 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 I like it. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought this meant, well, go ahead, Joseph, you talk. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I like it. I, I just think what Al does on the floor changes things, you know, he's Did he just zip out? He just zipped. Constantly okay. moving. Con I mean, the fact that he was able to. Was that. Uh, you're, 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 the Brockton Wi Fi is kicking pretty hard right now. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I was going to head out and come back in. Right, honestly, that's why I was like, Sherrod, you. you yeah. You. I'm just going right, to But no, I, I, I mean, it's a good lineup. I mean, the, the double big lineup can definitely work for them, obviously. Uh, but I thought more than anything, this was the ideal matchup for that lineup to be effective because you basically you did have a true center out there for Toronto. So you could kind of get away with playing a little bit bully ball true. with that yeah. double big lineup. Uh, I would be more interested to see how does that work against a team like Philadelphia when, you know, Doc may throw out there, you know, Embiid and, you know, Drummond. And, and how is the double big going to deal with that? Or a team that has, you know, more play plays more positionless basketball. And so then you might wind up situations where Al Horford has to guard a guy that's like six, 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 seven. Uh, you don't want to do that for any type of right. heavy dosage. Um, but I, I think, look, I think the double big lineup is good in, in spurts. It's in good, it's good in like small doses, but 
too much of that is just a bad thing, I think, for this team, P particularly when you look at their personnel and who their best all-around players are. I just don't think it's something that, that's sustainable. Yeah, it might not be. Um, I, I I don't love it, you know. I like uh, – I mean, we've seen people talk about Jalen playing some four, you know, like different things. I mean, we've talked about Neesmith probably, possibly in that lineup, Richardson. Mm -hmm. You know, you see Romeo step in there too, and you're like, hmm, you know, like – there's a lot of possibilities. None of them are perfect. I wouldn't right. be stunning if, like you, like you said, you had that core four, and mm -hmm. almost that fifth one was rotational based off of the right. matchup. Not, that wouldn't be shocking at all. I actually no. think that makes sense because those are the uh, you assume. Let's just say, let's assume everything is okay with Rob, and you know he's just you know kind of feeling things out right now, and he's mm -hmm. the guy we're hoping and expecting he'll be. That's your core four, mm -hmm. um, and then you might be able to play that rotational game, which is fine. Uh, and then you play matchups the rest of the way, and whoever closes depends on, you know, the, the rest of the thing. But Al, it's too bad that Bobby's not around for this. On his own, Al looked like Al looked like he looked two years ago, yeah. uh, athletically at least. He was running the floor, beating people up the floor. Josue, give a thumbs up if you want to come back in. Feeling good? Feeling bold? One second, he says. Um mm. He's in the waiting room. Um, but he looked phenomenal, right? No, he was great. I mean, the, the like he did I, not look like old man Al. No, no. And the thing I, I liked about him was that he 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 found that that sweet spot between being impactful, getting your own shot, and setting others up. I thought that play where he found Grant along the baseline for that two-hand dunk early in the game, that was that's a play that no one else at his position would have made. Uh, and that, to me, is what makes Al such a special, unique talent for this group is that he can do things that no one else on the roster can, and those things more times than not are positive. And Al at that top of the key three-pointer, I mean, you've got to close out on him if he's got the ball there. I thought Toronto did a crappy job of just recognizing Al's sweet spots. And Al, you know, being a smart veteran that he was, he took advantage of that. And I was thinking about something that Ime had said before about in Philadelphia where they just didn't utilize Al when he had mismatches. And I thought Al did a really good job of forcing Toronto to react when he gets matched with a guy like Scotty Barnes, who he's got a good three, four inches over, that opened up someone to be open, and Al did a really good job of finding him. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's – it's, again, you weren't really sure what you were counting on from yeah. Al. Um, that was the thing is, like, you don't know if you're getting Al, like the player you had a couple of years ago who's legitimately mm -hmm. going to be a full contributor versus just – whatever I could get to get rid of Kemba, you know, uh, because no, but I mean, that's the deal. Was right. Right. The, 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 the point of that deal was to you know, free yourself of money, less, mm. less concerned with the player coming over. If Al's yeah. coming over and he's a legit 20 minute plus per game, 25 minute per game uh, contributor on this team, huge, you know, you know, huge boost for these guys. Yeah. I also think also because when you look at the numbers from last season, a lot of people are the ones that were concerned at least were thinking, well, look at the sample size. I mean, he missed a lot of games. They rested him a bit. But at the same time, as Al's been talking about since you know media day, that's what helped him having that extra time yeah. to himself, you know, constantly in the gym, keeping himself fresh. Come yeah, on, he's been guys. off we for know, seven months. Yeah. Exactly. And we know better than anybody, you know, covering Al for you know the time that he was here. Yeah, he's gonna he's the kind of player that's gonna take advantage of that because of the kind of veteran that he is but also al's got a lot of playoff miles on him you know and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean that in a you know in the sense of that's the kind of uh approach that someone like al hover is going to take this offseason that's exactly what he did he got himself ready got himself in a situation where he knew that he could succeed or he could you know 
uh, contribute for a team that's 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 you know destined for a deep playoff run, and that's exactly what he got. He sort of got his wish there, and I thought it was pretty cool that he shared with everyone that his family, you know, they were jumping up and down. They were so excited once the, once the trade was official because this is exactly where he wants to be, and he's showing that right now with these preseason uh, performances. You know, even last even the last game, you know, yeah, he missed uh, a, a few from from deep, but again, it showed you that those open shots are going to be there. It showed you how spry he is because he's going, you know, the, the way he's moving on both ends of the floor, the way he's got out in that fast break. The play that yep. Sherrod just talked about was what I was talking about before Brockton did his thing on my Wi-Fi. But, but anyways, <laughs> I just think that's the kind of situation Al wants to be in because he doesn't have the same sort of pressure that he had when he signed that huge deal, you know, yeah. back in 2016. That pressure is yeah. no longer there. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I definitely liked it. I was uh... – Did I lose you guys again? No, I'm here. Yeah, so, I mean, between that and the, the way the offense is looking, I love it. I love this, this you know, uh, approach and, and how it, it helps out everyone. You know, even Josh Richardson in transition was able to score tonight. You know, Romeo, of course, was scoring in transition. Uh, you know, Tatum did his thing in the, in the, in the uh, second half. But at the end of the day, though, it's going to be interesting to see how well this team can keep up this defensive intensity because when you when you're able to play like that, it looks great on offense. But when you start missing shots, you know when the shots aren't falling, guys got to ha- they have to get back. And I think we saw a little bit of that in that comeback that the Raptors did, you know, in that fourth quarter. Given all the main guys were mostly on the bench, but you sort of got a little a little peep of what you know a, a quick turnaround can look like when you're Just playing against maybe another team. Come on, yo, you had the guys, you had the guys that that won't even be practicing on a regular basis on the floor, and that's down the stretch, man. That's that's like not end hey. of the bench, but the end of the end of the end of the bench guys are out there. Hey, yeah, Herding wow. Gomez was out there. People were talking about him being a potential starter, you know. No, that, well, was out there. Who was our guy who we liked the shooter? Sam Hauser. Yeah. I forgot he I existed. Out there, but I, I was gonna mention him, but yeah, he was out there. I forgot. I forgot he was a person. Um, that, that helps your point, man. Don't know. That's not, not him. Ex- I'm talking about you know exactly. Richards and the in the, the Hernan Gomez. I'm not. I don't. I don't get like caught up in comebacks in the preseason because I particularly when when it's like down the stretch and I'm looking out there and I'm thinking if this were a regular season game, how many of these guys would be on the floor in this situation? Right. Pritchard right. maybe, uh, depending on how he was playing. But the rest of those guys will be doing what, what you and I are doing right, right now, what we're doing all game, just sitting there watching this shit. ML car style with the towel waving, you know. <laughs> That's cheerleading. Yeah, I mean, so that it's yeah, I I I'm more interested. I, well, first of all, if you want to talk about that stretch of play, I really love what I saw about from Jabari Parker. I did like that. He has one skill that he is exceptional at. And damn it, in that situation, yeah. there it is. You can put the ball on the floor. Sorry, real quick, just with everything, it's I I don't want to make a big deal about results. Like I said, it's nice to see Romeo the shot go in. I don't care that Tatum was missing early. He's still he's getting his shot off. Damn their triple double operating at like thirty percent of what he's doing. That free throw line too effortlessly doing nothing. So I'm not super worried about the results. So like Parker scoring isn't the thing, but. You know, you wanted to see him look physically a lot different. I do think he looks he a shit. He looks a shade lighter, but not much different. He That's a real look- thin shade you're looking at, John. Because I'm like, <laughs> but not much. If any, if if at all, he basically looks like the same guy. He and does. He, he couldn't. He couldn't afford to look like the same guy because last year he came in and we're like, okay, we get it. 
COVID. You haven't played ball in a while. Like it's weird circumstances. We dusted you off, you know, out of mothballs and brought you in here. And like, <laughs> and of course, like literally he was like, you know, he's eating Doritos on a couch. He's like Celtics. Sure. You know, like you didn't expect him to be in shape. So that's fine. But then you get the off season and you're fighting for like your NBA life. And that's, you know, I just, I just, yeah, don't then, know. Uh, I just, I just think he's just one of those guys that even when he is in like tip top shape, this is pretty much what he's going to look like. I, yeah. I, I think I, there's a certain guys that no matter how much they work on them, how much they de- dedicate to their bodies, they're just going to look a certain way. I, I know, but I think this might be the last time we ever talk about Jabari Parker. You know, like no, no, no. I don't, I don't know that we're going to get a lot of Parker action. Um, I just wanted you know. to get that trip to, to South Beach and in, in, in Florida. Just get, just get through the preseason. That's it. Just get, just get through the preseason. Well, the, he the deserves back- that. I've actually you you can honestly you can start to like really throw your you know shoulders up and wonder after after player nine or so or ten you know I haven't have a freaking idea who's on the back of this roster right now I really don't you know I mean you know who you you know has got contracts you know who might have to stay but like it's a total mishmash back there I, I you know I have no idea it is because uh, I mean especially when you when you have guys like Grant Williams playing as well as he has because that yeah. complicates things in a good way. Because now all of a sudden, someone who you kind of thought was just, he's not really going to make much of an impact. Now all of a sudden, he's knocking down threes. He, he now, John, he looks like he has spent some serious time offseason getting his body right. Grant, uh, he's that's still strong, you, but yep. he, looks, he looks so much more athletic now than he did a year yeah. ago. And again, like a and the three point, he lo- looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, look. He still can't jump over. He, he still can't jump over a stack of pancakes. But I mean, you know, he's definitely I'm gonna moving. The gun here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say he looks like a young Al out there. Oh, oh, stop! Oh, stop! Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Stop the blasphemy right there, Joe Sway. That Joe Sway. If we had like a timeout box, you would dance to be in right now. That's a Bobby. Oh, that's on. a Bobby Manning shit right there. Yo. One year ago, one year ago, someone dropped the uh, baby Draymond. People would be like, "Yeah, I can see that." Grant Williams before Maybe Grant when Williams. Draymond was a baby. People, when people were up, when they were high on Grant after his rookie season, that's when you could have dropped that line, and it was fine. But that's now, fine. It, it, look, if we could call Yabuselli the French Draymond, we can certainly call Grant <laughs> yeah, baby, exactly. baby Draymond. That kind I of hype. That's the kind of hype that was going on. Words to describe no, Brandon Bass not a good comp either because Bass no. was athletic. Um, as hell. And athletic as yeah, hell. I'm saying, yeah, Brandon. And that, that mid-range jump shot was, was automatic. Yeah. Maybe Brandon Hunter. Ooh, that's a bad one. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's worst case scenario. Grant is that's, better than him. That's not what you want to be. No, he's better than Grant. Look, Sully would be the dream, right? I mean, yeah, I love me some Sully. I Sully love would be the dream, the dream comp. But Sully was a, a really Sully was a really good scorer. Yes. Oh, good scorer, good rebounder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Stewart. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Y'all going with some. Bad blast from the past. Damn. I don't even yeah. remember when he was when he was like in his heyday. Like I just remember him when he was washed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from the, from like the, he was always washed. Sherrod, <laughs> from the floor, was there anything you noticed that you liked? 
Uh, Actually, you know what? Before we pivot, let me let me give one more shout out again. I want to let everybody know it's our last Legends uh, show uh, for now. Uh, and so a uh, great sponsor with us for these last few weeks. Legends.com, code GARDEN20, save 20% on your first order. You know the deal by now. It's an athlete-owned apparel brand. Uh, you've got, from a Celtics perspective, Marcus Morris Sr., former Celtic, among those in there. Uh, Willie McGinnis also uh, part of this deal. Baker Mayfield, a uh, lot of lot of athletes. Uh, they run this brand. Uh, the 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 stuff is good. The discount is great, but it's the yeah. last day to get it. Twenty percent off your first order. Guys, go out, buy up your stuff, uh, and maybe they'll come back and they'll be back with us. And uh, it's great when you <laughs> yeah. support our sponsors because uh, it allows they got us to tons of other stuff too, guys. They yeah, got yeah, the yeah. Uh, you know the athletic shorts for the you know, runners for, for for the ones that, that are always in the gym. You know those are great to work out in. Uh, what else? Socks, hoodies, Socks. t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. They got guys. Check that out and take advantage of this uh, that promo code for sure. Yep. Uh, so, Sherrod, you're there. Any other stray observations along the way? Uh, I'm just curious to see the different combinations and how they they were working together. I, I thought Josh Richardson. I thought he was really good. Uh, for compared to what we saw first game, but the thing about him, and I, I think we had a couple folks in the chat who mentioned, it, and I'm I'm on the same boat. I kind of cringe when he shoots. Uh, from the it's perimeter. brutal. It is. I, I love when he's attacking the rim because I think that's where he's at his best. Yeah. Uh, but shooting from the perimeter, because there were a couple times where they were swinging the ball around, and guys on Toronto were just kind of rotating their asses off, and then it got to Josh, and they're just like, "Doop, stop." That's what like you want. I. It's like it's it's just. It's a strange. It, it, everything looks off about it. It, yeah. it. it looks like he's reinventing it on the fly. It's a weird. Yeah, and he did admit that, but I feel like he's being sort of like, oh yeah, a little bit. It's like no, it's a lot of it. No, nah, it's it's a lot of it. It's a lot it's of a lot. Lot. a little bit. It's a lot we, of it. We were noticing this, like you know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's noticing it instantly. It was the yeah. first shot, first time he teed it up. I was like, oh, yeah. what was that? You know. I'm and hoping it, it'll get better, but I'm not. I'm not holding too much hope. I out. feel like it's especially it's it's even more awkward when he's wide open. It's like he knows people are looking at it. It's weird. I saw a couple of stretches where I felt like it wasn't as noticeable, especially in transition and especially when he when he made one, he converted mm -hmm. one um in transition over by the free throw line. I, I, that might be that's not exactly what Emay wants, but that that could turn out to be his bread and butter, but that's exactly, you know, that that's not what they what they gave him that extension for. You know, he yeah. has to be someone that the Celtics can somewhat rely on. For, for for threes you know yeah i just think that's something he has to that's a role he has to uh he has to carve out so look if this is the period if this is the, the the two week three week period that he has to go through to find that shot well all right well so be it but yeah that's something to keep an eye out keep an right. eye on for sure yeah. uh one thing i wanted to point out because he's always an interesting person uh to talk about is marcus um now one uh, he's always a mixed bag for me i can i i I get as I get as pissed off and frustrated watching him as I do, you know, like being able to point out, like, whoa, that's exactly one thing I'll say in the in the big, big, big pot. Two things in the positive check mark column for Marcus, no doubt about it. Um, he's passing up a ton of shots he would normally yeah. take, a ton of shots he would normally take, and he's doing it consciously. It is clearly what Ime said. This is what I need you to do that's not always going to be the case because 
he's going to be like, it's open. I got to take it. You know, like there will be times, but he's passing up a ton of shots on purpose uh, and kicking it to other guys for threes and other guys who maybe should be taking more threes than him, um, mm. which is great. You know, we were reading, I was reading a scouting report or somebody, one of the things Bobby sent on Marcus is Marcus, Marcus loves his three pointers, but three pointers don't necessarily love Marcus, you know, like it is what it is, but he's passed him up. The second is the drive and kick that was missing so mm-hmm. badly last year. And Marcus got into the paint and got into the defense a bunch of times and then kicked it back out for three. And that in, and Sherrod, you made a huge issue of that a ton last year. They weren't getting that at it all. It was frustrating. It was so yeah. frustrating. You don't just have to drive to drive. And and also Marcus is a guy who when he does drive, he doesn't do that that often. He right. takes shots and his his shooting percentage around the rim is is so poor. It's almost always a bad idea for him to drive and shoot. He should be looking to drive and kick a lot of times. And he did it a ton tonight, which was good. Yeah, I mean, he finished with seven assists. He only had two turnovers. He did. Could have had more assists, too. Could have had, yeah, he could have. Absolutely. And and I I just like the fact that he's made that mental shift. If you you notice, when he has the ball and they're swinging around the perimeter, you almost always see Tatum on the same side as him. So that if he is tempted to shoot, he's going to be even more tempted to pass because you've got your best score right on the wing next to you. And, and he, again, I, I just – I love what he was able to do tonight. I mean, obviously he didn't shoot the ball. Well, I think it was like two for seven or something like that. Uh, but, again, Marcus has never been a guy who you have to lock in and, and, and worry about his shooting being the key to you being successful because he's had a ton of games where he's shot like crap and he's played a huge role in them winning. And I thought this was another game where, again, Marcus was doing other things besides making shots to help this team win and driving kick was a, I thought, a really key part of him being able to help this team. But, uh, Joe Sway, I'll ask both of you. Uh, Again, it's snapshots, it's overreactions, Mm -hmm. so we're just going to react to what we're seeing. But after two games, where's your confidence level on Marcus Smart being a true point guard and the point guard that can lead this offense versus where it was when it was just kind of announced or just assumed that that was going to be his role? It's higher, a little bit. It's a bit yeah. higher. I mean, not that we you, we get a you get a taste of it and we actually see it. And you, you're like, what you saying right now? Like, doesn't him, look, him, doesn't look him passing great. up threes. You know, you you knew he was going to do that, but seeing it makes you think, oh, okay, he's really he's but really going to be smart here. Will he do? Will, will he do it? Is he fooling us now? Is he doing it now? No, and is he going to rever- is he going to revert? I think I, he knows. I, he, he needs to he needs to transform into this into this pass first point guard. Not that he was always a traditional score for his point guard. I just think he's trying to buckle down the label of a starting point guard. I mean, he's now been enlisted to to lead this team and and guide them from that from that position. So he's going to master the position. He's going to make sure he has that that down and and a lot of that has to do with making sure that the plays are run well, right? The sets, you know, the way that he's able to to call out plays and, and do it on the fly and and you know, knowing which ones to call and certain stretches of the game. I think all that is something that he's going to have to go through and it's not brand new territory for him but it's something that he has to adjust to so i'm 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 in it i'm into it i'm, I'm by, by it you know i don't think this is something that he's gonna do for a couple of weeks and then say oh, okay coach now i can be me no i think he has to he knows that this is a this is a a, a huge role a huge opportunity for him he's, he's taking it but very seriously right is now. he standing out in any way because again what i what i'm trying to compare to this is our conversation we always had about marcus yes he was the best passer last year but stacked against and uh, he's the best by default basically by default but stacked against all the the incredible amount of point guard talent that there is in the nba right now is he a playmaker is he a difference maker at that position 
I think he's a stabilizer. I, I don't. I'm not sure he's a difference maker the way. Yeah, I mean, because again, the role that he's going to be asked to play and the role that he is playing, he doesn't have to be this elite top shelf upper echelon playmaker. He simply just needs to keep kind of like what Romeo, keep it simple. If you the ball is swung to you and the defense is rot rotating in your direction and Tatum is on the wing, it's not that complicated what you're supposed to do. Kick that shit to Tatum. And and Marcus, he's to me, he's making the simple, logical plays and not making things more complicated. Which is uh, fine. Which is fine because that's for this team. That's what they need from him. They don't yeah. need him to, to believe that he can go out there and shoot, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten threes a game and, and make maybe five or six assists. They need him to be in a distributor mode. Make sure everyone is where they need to be. He needs to set the table. He doesn't need to cook the damn yeah. food too. As set David said here, this is a pretty good comment. If he was a stabilizer on offense and a difference maker on defense, you would absolutely take that. Yeah, You're not gonna absolutely. See I mean, in fact, we say you're I not like going to see full-blown Marcus in the preseason. In game one, 10 seconds into the first, he takes a friggin' charge. So, like, he's still yeah. doing some stuff, but you're not right. getting the full Marcus experience in the preseason in terms of winning plays and, like, that high-intensity defense. So you hope mm. you have it. I have a couple people in the, hall, in the comments saying that they don't like how he looks physically. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm not making a determination right now, but does he look Marcus has in the past come in, not in mid season game shape. He's played his way into shape a few years. Hold on, hold on. That was, that was before he was starting eating dates and, you know, he had a nutritionist. Remember that? You remember yeah. that? Right. I think, mm, I think, I I think that was before the, the, uh, 2019, 2020 season. If I'm not mistaken. Um, how does he look to you physically? Does he look like he's, Ever since well? then, he's, sort of, he's been the same to me. And I ask yeah. the same thing now. You know, yeah. I, I think. The, the days of him coming in to training camp out of shape was was prior to that to that uh, media day. I want to say that was 2019. He's he's looked he's looked good to me, or at least up until this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, he doesn't look any better or any worse from a physical standpoint than he has in, in past years. I because right. again, I think part of the, the what's happening with him is that he's trying to develop the kind of muscle memory that he's going to need to do this job full time. Because Marcus, I, I think there's a part of him, and you guys can probably see it out there where you can see the temptation to jack of a shot is still there. Um, yeah. There are times where he's like, ah. He makes eye contact with the yeah, rims. Exactly. E evil, evil Marcus on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Shoot it, shoot it. You're the best, you know? You yeah. used to do this. All time Don't you stop. You're the Marcus. point guard. He is going to be so mad, but I love shooting, you know, like. Yeah. One for 13 will never happen again. <laughs> exactly. I'm fourth all time in three pointers made. I have the right to shoot as many as I want. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so he, yeah, but I, I think, he, I think he's, he's just kind of working true. that out, though. I mean, and, and I, th I think he's been fine. I mean, physically speaking, he looks about the same as he normally does. He's getting in a similar position. And to me, the charging, that's really where uh, I would be concerned if he were getting to spots consistently. Like he's had some calls go against him, but for the most part, he's getting to those spots that we've seen him able to get to draw charges or at least be a deterrent to the offense to kick the ball out and reset the offense and not try to attack that. So I, I think he's doing well. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, Marcus is just really excited to, I think he's still excited to, to not only be the starting point guard of this team, but to show everyone that, you know, the naysayers that he's, that he's worthy, you know, and that he can, he can thrive in this. So I just think this thing is going to come in stages and this beginning stage. I, I like, I like what I see so far. Yeah, it, it is not like Bobby to miss a Toronto game. I know, uh, he, I know, right? He 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 is, uh, you know, he gives his he apologizes to the entire nation uh, 
of Canada, the proud nation that he wasn't here, but he's at a wedding. Bobby's got a life too. Bobby's got to live his life. Um, it's Saturday night. We're not going to go super long tonight. So guys, any picking up the pieces on any other stuff you want to talk about before, before we wrap it? Uh, let's see. We hit up uh, Romeo. We did. We talked did a little about Grant. We, um, no, we, we talked enough about Grant. We didn't talk a ton about Grant, but we talked enough. Yeah. Um, we have Jalen. People love when we talk about Jalen. Uh, we're not going to get deep into it, but Jalen, obviously, everybody knows now uh, right. he's on the shelf. He's going to miss the rest of the preseason, which sucks a little bit. They're hoping mm-hmm. he starts the season. This was a shitty way for them to start uh, things off here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you want people's thoughts on it. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it here. Again, go read Sherrod's newsletter um, uh, about this uh, story here and what's going on. Uh, but hopefully they get Jalen back sooner rather than later. Uh, I wrote something about it in CLNS media as well, but um, this is a bit of a bummer here, not having Jalen in the meantime, more of a chance to see more people like Romeo. So again, Romeo stock is at an all time high tonight. Um, I'm going to have to say um, it really is all time high. I am going to have to say that I bet you, I bet you we get Neesmith in the starting lineup next time. Yeah, I wouldn't I'll be surprised that. to see that. Yeah. I'll take and, that, yeah, and that's fine because if, if you can get both of those guys some some serious minutes with Jalen out, that's only going to help you down the road. It's going to help their – and that's what you, you – I mean, if this team is going to have any shot at exceeding the expectations that so many have, there's going to have to be someone like a Romeo or a Neesmith that's just going to blow our minds and play at a level that we've never yeah. seen them at before. That's the only way. A little like Rob did last year where Rob was a revelation and they're like, holy crap, this guy's good, like starter good. You know, like you want you need one of these guys. That's what that's what we look. This was where we were last year. We were talking about they're in cap jail. They didn't really have a lot of flexibility. They couldn't really didn't have assets to trade, didn't have money to spend. And any improvements they were going to make are going to be internal. So, you know, what were we talking about all of last year? Play the kids in situations with starters and get them some confidence and see what you have in them because they're the key to your success and your key to your future. And if they suck, they suck. You turn them out in a year or two, or you lump them together into a deal and just flip them and get them out of here and start over. That happens sometimes with these picks, but yeah, you're right. It's such a bonus. It's just such house money. If you get contributions from Romeo you know, or, or Neesmith here where they're like knocking at the door, threatening to be starters and really f- making a case for 20 plus minutes a game. That'd be enormous for this yeah. team. Enormous. So, yeah, so Romeo, someone like Neesmith, man, because Neesmith, this is his very first NBA experience, if you will, you know, in terms yeah. of going through training camp, going through the steps that you're supposed to go through as an NBA athlete. He didn't get a chance to do that. You know, Romeo did in a sense, but then he didn't because he was hurt, you know, so. It's tough. I mean, I just think for someone like Neesmith, you know, it's not as much pressure compared to last year. But again, getting those reps in and getting through those stages that you're normally supposed to go through and not going through a congested schedule, I think it's going to it's going to do well for him. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if he has one of those, uh, you know, preseason outings where he, you know, maybe he flirts with 20 points or something like that. And, you know, in the next game, it wouldn't shock me, especially I with Jalen out. We've been so back and forth in the Romeo Neesmith thing. You know, what's funny is like, you know, at the end of the day, oddly, Romeo has more polish. It's just sometimes he just doesn't do anything. Neesmith is still, you know, he's just, he's. Bull in a China shop. It's bull in a China shop. He's a, he's a, 
He's a pick magnet on friggin' defense. He just can't get off. He just runs into screens and sticks to them, you know? Um, and he's just, he jumps out on people and they blow right by him. He's just a mess on defense. He's a freaking mess. He's all over the place. And again, his handle's just not good enough to be able to get himself to space to get his shot off. So right not now, yet. he's a spot up shooter who right. hustles his ass off right now. Right. But he's kind of the same thing. You really need. Again, it's got to slow way down for him. For Romeo, you're trying to speed him up. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get a night like this out of Romeo. Oh, my God. You would, Forget even the five of six. You would take this. If he made half of his shots, you'd take yeah. this 10 out of 10 nights uh, and, yeah. and be thrilled about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the big thing about Romeo was that he was on the floor and you felt his presence. And it wasn't always when he was scoring. There were a lot of times where he was just where he was supposed to be defensively. So they didn't have to rotate as much. And little things like that are what's going to really allow him to get legitimate minutes when the whole gang is available. So uh, good night for Romeo, no question. Yeah. Romeo, it is the Romeo game. So, again, we'll just remind you, uh, go check out uh, Full Court Press, Sherrod's uh, <coughs> uh, uh, newsletter where he's writing uh, all of his NBA thoughts. He's got his latest piece on Romeo on there that was oh, just damn, Taz, you, you got a You got a cut out of this thing? You got a no, cut? we promote. Promote each other. We promote see, our stuff. Josue, we need to remind you about being a good teammate, man. You, 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 <laughs> no, I, mean, I knew you were gonna follow up with that, so you I was like, I'm gonna set this up right like now. Like we don't, like we don't talk about heavy.com. Oh, oh, <laughs> not really. Yeah. But no, he does mention Causeway a lot. And, and I mentioned Causeway. I mentioned Josue writing for Heavy. If you ever give me a heads up what you're writing, I'll promote the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay. Uh, man. You boot. I'm gonna check it out myself. You boot you, man. Check it out. I check it out. The kid is heavy into Celtics four or five times a week. He's putting up quality insight, Josue Pavone. Uh, also, A-List podcast, Causeway Street podcast, uh, yeah. Cedric Maxwell podcast. You'll see Oh, Josue man. Check out the last there. episode with Gary Washburn, guys. You know, it's yes. uh, obviously on the YouTube page. And, uh, ah, but is it about the captaincy? But is it on the website, Josue? what <laughs> it will be it will oh, be okay uh, we put that together and we i wanted i wanted to publish it immediately you know yeah, Joe? Yeah. it's a good one check that episode out for sure um garden report what do we got wednesday they're playing wednesday yes we're back on wednesday anybody uh wants to uh talk about the patriots losing to the houston texans which is a distinct possibility with no offensive lineman tomorrow join us uh evan lazar and yeah. i will be going live immediately after the game they better freaking win this one, man. And if they don't, it's ugly. But this is going to be a scary freaking game. So we'll be talking about that one as well. And last chance, my friends. Legends, last shout out. Gart. There it is. Oh, we all That's got it. Off. John's got the hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> I look like, a ninja. I look like a ninja. There we go. Yeah, take the hat off, John. That look mad weird. <laughs> there we go. We got it. Uh, the hoodies. We all got the hoodies. Garden 20. Um, that's it. Go get some. Tomorrow the sale ends. Yes, so you got to get it. Support our sponsors. Oh, Thank you very much. You, uh, um, for Sherrod, Joe Sway, Bobby, who's not here, but he's still texting us. And for all you Sox fans out there, I'm, I'll be there tomorrow. Let's go. Go yeah. Sox. Playoffs. You're baby. going? I'm going. I'll be there. Good for you. Yeah, I can't wait. I used, haven't haven't I been to, with soccer games two years. All night. Those were the days. Those were the days, huh? Pedro Roger. Nothing like, nothing like playoff baseball. Let's go. Pedro Roger.
99. I stayed out all for game three at Fenway. I stayed out all night for those for the for the like the last. Oh yeah, I sat behind a pole. Oh man, that was the only game they won that series, right? Yep, exactly. I waited out, waited all. Well, I wouldn't say I waited. We partied and we just kind of went there. (laughs) There you go. All night. Though. I gotta hear. I gotta hear the unedited version of that story. That's what's yeah, up. it's a fun, It was actually a very fun night. Um, but those were the days. But anyway, enjoy it. Go Sox. Go Pats. Celtics. Yes, on let's Wednesday. go. Celtics back on Wednesday, and we will see you then.